Hi, I'm Christian. And I'm Angela. And we are married. And bored. What is up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the very first episode of the Married and Bored podcast. Yay, we're so happy to be starting this. Yeah, Angela, you and I have talked about doing this for quite some time. Yes, we talk games with each other and yeah. we were like where are all the people that want to talk games with us yeah so we decided that <laughs> let's do something about that let's try this podcast thing see how it goes see where it takes us we're having a fun time doing it yes so let's hope it goes further than yeah. <laughs> this first episode so just a little bit about us we are married we are um and we live in arizona yeah we live in the phoenix area um, we are both originally from Minnesota. Minnesota. Which is also where the flagship store of... Yeah, that's where Fantasy Flight Games is based out of, which when we go back to visit, I always go there every summer. Yeah, it's a good experience. I feel like I have to. So we are currently in the desert, and we have two young children yep. and a dog who hopefully you will not hear on this podcast ever. That's true. <laughs> That's the goal. So in this podcast, we hope to talk games with you and for you if you're interested in trying a new game and also bring our unique perspective of being married. Uh, maybe you can speak to why that's missing in board game talk. Yeah, sure. I think a lot of board game players... The reality is, is that a lot of them are, are guys. And a lot of them play by themselves and they play with other guys. Um, and there's... I know there are other married couples out there who do what we do. Who play games together. But I feel like it's a really big mi- minority out there. And yeah. just... We wanted to connect with those people. And hopefully bring some new women, girlfriends, um, friends, wives into the board game world where it's not as scary as it seems. Yeah, scary is probably not the right word. Maybe (laughs) nerdy. Okay, it's not as nerdy as it (laughs) seems. Um, There's actually a lot of great qualities that we've discovered through board games and each other as we we play board games. I think we realized early on that it's just a fun thing to do to hang out with your friends. You don't always have to go to movies. You don't have to go out to eat. We found a hobby that we enjoy together, yeah. which we'll talk a little bit about how that started. Yeah, why don't we jump into that then? Okay. When did we started playing games? Oh, about it goes way back. Six, well, together, obviously, we've been married. For 10 years. Yeah, so about six years ago is when we really jumped into it. Yeah, I would say when our daughter was born, so she's our oldest, mm-hmm. and... We found ourselves, you know, baby in bed, and we didn't know what to do. We couldn't leave the house unless we paid for a babysitter, which wasn't going to happen, certainly not every night. So we had to figure out what to do besides watch Office and Friends reruns. (laughs) Yeah. There's only so many times we can watch those. So we we had both grown up playing games before this point. I think we both played the classic... I guess classic growing up games. I don't know if that's the right way to say that, but like Clue, Monopoly, some card... You played a lot of card games. Yeah, my family was into card games, so Hearts, Spades, even Bridge. Mm-hmm. You I, tried to teach me that a couple times. 
Yeah, but you know what I realized is we're not old enough. That's true. Now we are, maybe. (laughs) No, I think you've got to be at least, you know, 70. Okay. Yeah, so you did play a lot of card games. I played, I remember playing a lot of board games with my family and my sister particularly. So, like, we knew what playing games was. Yeah, and we enjoyed that experience. Uh, And then we, uh, in college, we weren't married yet but in those years we played um Catan played a lot of Catan um Pandemic yep and those were fun for a time Mm -hmm. and then we had some maybe experiences in a group where people got a little bit too heated heated yep um you know she won't trade me two wheat for my sheep or whatever it is and we just that's the worst part of that game and I just really (laughs) dislike it so Fast forward, we we didn't play games for a long time. And then back to the original part of the story is when we had our daughter, we jumped in randomly and bought at Target a Game of Thrones card game. Yeah, so not totally random because we were watching the show. True. But we hadn't been playing games as a couple for a little bit. That's right. So we were watching Game of Thrones. Christian saw this on an end cap at Target brought it home and we opened it up and it was magic and butterflies right christian (laughs) no no i think i think we tried learning this game probably twice and did not make it through the night in successfully learning how to play this game no i'm gonna blame it on lack of sleep sleep deprivation yeah probably and it was it was a new it was a new thing for us learning these more complex games and this one had a lot of rules And a lot of rules that we had no idea what any of it meant. So we were going in pretty blind on the whole concept of the modern card games and board games. Yeah, and we hadn't learned a game, even an easy one, in a long time. No, that's very true. So eventually, whether it was the third, fourth time, we finally learned to play. Yep. And I really liked it. And it was... Maybe it's play life is the best way to describe it. wasn't super long. Yeah, it didn't have much longevity in terms of like replayability. And and we did realize pretty early on that it was just a stripped down version of the Game of Thrones LCG that was mm-hmm. out there as well. It only had two houses, Stark, Lannister. Which are the only two you need. <laughs> the classic two. But there was a whole other world <laughs> out there. And we decided to buy that. Yes, yeah, so then you found and came home with the um, Game of Thrones card game. Yep. And we unpacked that. We didn't need to spend as much time in the rules because of our that first yeah, the stripped fami- down yeah, version. Yeah, familiarity with the other version. And there were all the houses. Yep. And so that really took off our love for the strategy new realm of card game board yeah. games and that's where we kind of lived for a while we did the game of thrones game a we lot played smash up yeah we played flux which i don't even like that one anymore i don't remember much about that no. honestly we, i just remember we played it and then we bought lord of the rings LCG. Yes, so I'll just squeeze in a little comment about why yeah why did we buy that one so I really loved the Game of Thrones card game, but here was the problem. It was starting to wear on us as a couple. So I would invest, I don't know, the game was maybe 
two hours long? Yeah, we weren't very good at it, and I know you're supposed to go much faster than that. But oh, it would take us learning. most nights, or, or most the night, to play one, maybe two rounds of this game. Yeah, so I'm investing all this time in setting up my house and playing it the way I think it should be played and trying to strategically lay cards that I think will benefit me at the time they'll benefit me, and then I lose. And it didn't happen all the time, but when I did lose, I was not a happy camper. Christian loses way more gracefully than I do. Yeah, it was not. I could tell that losing what was a big deal. Yes. If that makes sense. So then he would try, if he saw the game going towards his favor at the end, he would try to lessen the blow or say that he forgot to play something. and that Or just purposely made... hold back Stannis the Manus Baratheon yes. so I wouldn't win. Which, of course, just made me even angrier. <laughs> like, how can you, you know, not play your best when you play me? So we discovered that there was this, the competitive nature of that game was wearing on us as a couple. So someone is leaving the card table kind of... Upset. Upset. Yep. And that's why... Lord of the Rings came because you had discovered that it was cooperative. So you went out and bought it and then we played that. Yeah, we learned how to play that. And luckily, having learned Game of Thrones, the concepts were very familiar. We jumped right into that. We 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 played that a lot. Yes, I loved this game because it had a lot of the elements of Game of Thrones. But then it was us versus the game, not us versus each other. And I even played this a lot solo player. Yeah, I remember coming home from work a couple times and you had the whole game spread out on our table trying to beat whatever mission it was. Yeah, and that was fun for us and it was maybe healthier for our marriage as well. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree. Because you've explained this before and I can maybe start and you can finish, but you're working and strategizing together versus the game. So it's not the your spouse that beat you no yeah we you're working together to towards the victory and if we're both defeated it creates an opportunity to talk to each other on how to win next time right it didn't shut down the conversation so even if we lost we might be frustrated but we would feel the hope of strategizing together and coming back yeah the next time so that really, that Game of Thrones and then Lord of the Rings really spurred our love of board games again. And we don't always play cooperative. We should say that. No, we don't always do it, but we kind of gravitate towards those games because of that history with the Game of Thrones game and some of the more competitive um, games like Dice Masters. We played that a lot. Yes, we did. Yep. And we we tend to like games with themes that are familiar to us. Mm-hmm. So if you put Star Wars on it, Lord of the Rings, X-Men, like anything familiar, like we're going to be interested in it. Yeah. And if it's co-op, that's even better. Right. And now I would like to say that we've maybe grown up a little bit and know how to lose a little yeah. better. <laughs> we, we, we both know how to lose a little more gracefully than we did when we first started playing. Because since then we've played more competitive games like... Like I made I made you play. I got you to play Des- Star Wars Destiny. We yep. played that a lot. We've played Star Wars Rebellion is actually one That's of true. my favorites. That's true. That's very competitive and it's very like win or lose. There's yes. no even outcome in that one. 
No, so I definitely have to be in the mood for it. Yeah, it's it's a it's, it's a big one. It's not one that I'm going to pull out all the time for multiple reasons. One of them being that it's competitive, and because of the investment in the time, I know that there is the potential that I could lose and be very upset. Right, and we've played some other games like Wingspan, Scythe. Um, one of our other favorite ones is semi-cooperative. It's the Fury of Dracula, where one of us is Dracula, sure. and then a whole other group is the cooperative group, and they try to find Dracula. That's a fun hidden movement game where right. you don't know where Dracula is. We've had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, so we've kept our um, horizons open to competitive and cooperative. Yeah, so we'll, we'll play anything that interests us these yeah, days, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Even things that don't. Even things that don't. <laughs> we'll give it a try. Yeah. We f- and we find that out the hard way. Yes. We do. One of the things we wanted to do as a part of this first episode was talk about our favorite games and least favorite games, or at least one of each. In our collection? Yeah. Okay. So why don't we phrase it as a question, a little softer. If you're going to pick what game we play after this show, Angela, what game are you choosing? Well, I think that would have to be Mansions of Madness by Fantasy Flight Games. Good choice. I love this game for the theme, for the experience, for the strategy and deduction. Uh, I think it's been my all-time favorite. Yeah, I think you've liked it since day one, since the day I bought it. Yes, and then you also bought me the expansion for my birthday this summer. So. Now we're enjoying new scenarios and new characters, and I love it all over again. So yep. that would be the game I would pick. Good choice. What about you? I think for me right now, it's hard for me to choose a favorite game, so I will say the one that I'm having most fun with. How about you say the one we would play after this podcast? Oh, you mean the one I would choose? Yes. Sure. How about Star Wars Outer Rim? Ah, yes. That one has just been really fun for me lately it's a star wars game which i will buy a star wars game anytime slap that star wars label on there and christian (laughs) will buy it that's very true so yeah it's star wars it's fun you get to be bounty hunters and smugglers and travel the galaxy and sell stuff buy stuff shoot people capture people having a good time playing that yeah, and I'm very Star Wars neutral. Is that the right way to say it? That is exactly how you say it. And I enjoy that game Yeah, well. it's, it's fun. So a good choice. Yes. So let's go the opposite side of things. We won't be mean. We won't say no. least favorite. Out of all the games we own, which one are you like least looking forward to getting on the table? Oh, okay. Least looking forward to playing Blood Rage, probably. Mm. This is... A game that I've never really picked. If it's my choice, I go along with the group if that's what everyone else wants to play. And really, I think besides first learning it and walking through the rule book, we've always played it in a group. Yeah, I think we've always played it with more than just you and I. It works better that way. It, yeah. it is more fun that way. Just not enough Except for fun. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like least favorite is probably too harsh of a phrase. So like you said, it's probably the one that I'm least likely to put on the table after this show out of our collection. Sure. And it saddens me because it's, you know, my Norse heritage. That's so right. I do feel We have to bad. pay our respects to the Vikings. I should like it. Yeah. 
Well, what about you? What's your least likely to pick? Sure, I think mine right now, again, least fun is kind of the frame we're choosing these through. Um, I will choose Wasteland Delivery Express Service. No? Is it (laughs) Delivery... Wasteland Delivery... No, that's the same. I just said it. What is it called? I'll jump in here. (laughs) Wasteland Express Delivery Service. Yep. That's the one. I... Well, first off, I can't say it, so it's I never choose it, but <laughs> it just hasn't been that fun for me. I will say that we've only played this game two players, you and I, which True. the majority of our games we play two players. True. But I feel like it would be more interesting with more, possibly. Yeah, I, I like this game, so... Yeah, and that's how I felt about Blood Rage. Like, me and my, right. my buddies from work... We play that one a lot. That's their favorite. So we're always yeah. playing Blood Rage. And now that I'm thinking of Wasteland, and then my my current favorite, Out of Rim, I'm th- I'm thinking of a lot of sim- similarities between the two. They're both very similar in like the mechanics. You pick up and move things. You sell things. You try to stay away from the bad guys. Oh, but you know what it's missing? Star that, Wars. That Star Wars yeah, label. Yeah, it's missing Star Wars. <laughs> So it's it's kind of funny that they are very similar, yet I don't want to play one of them. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. okay. It's okay. All right, so to round this out, I thought it'd be fun to share a little gaming fact, maybe an idiosyncrasy about one another. Yeah. So maybe in the spirit of fun, I'll give yours. It's something you've noticed me doing through all these years. All these years of gaming, yes. And then you can give mine. Okay. Okay, so Christian loves getting new games. I do. He loves the click on Amazon or the purchase (laughs) in the store. Um, He loves seeing it arrive. And the thing he loves most is opening up the game and punching out the cardboard tokens. I do love that. So we have... I'll say I have learned that this is not my job to punch out the cardboard tokens. No. If I rob him of that experience, I've robbed him of a crucial part of this new game. Yeah, it's most the fun of opening up a game is looking at the the pieces and trying to figure out what's what. I don't usually read rules before I get a game. Like, I'll glance at some rules every once in a while. So I don't really know how to play most of what I buy. But And so I'm looking at the cardboard not knowing what all these pieces are doing. You're just, just in awe. Yeah, it's just fun to, it's fun to punch all those out. Well, I'll keep my hands off your chits. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> all right, what about mine? What have you noticed about me? Yeah, for you, well, this one's easy. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, you like rules. And, ah, yes. And that includes board game rules and the rules of life. Not the game, but... Let's not go there. Life, life. Stick so, to board games. There you go. You love you just love reading the rules and trying to and learning games through reading those rules. Yes. For me, I I am very happy to watch a video online to learn how to play a game that doesn't work so well in no, the way that you learn. I don't learn that way. I enjoy watching the how to plays after I've learned how to play. In just case for, we miss something, just for entertainment value, I guess, yeah. or if they do it well in my perception, but. Go on. Yes, the rule book is my favorite. Yeah, so you're, you're always reading the rule book. And 
I have tried, just like Angela has tried to punch out cardboard to make things faster, I've decided at times that I would like to learn, not learn how to, but teach us a game. And how does that go? That doesn't go well. No, it doesn't. I think, in fairness to me, I think it might be a learning style thing that I cannot listen to rules being read to me and also absorb what I'm supposed to be doing. So I need to be the one reading them uh, in order to understand what's going on. Yeah, and usually if I... in In the rare occasion that I am reading the rules, if I have to read a section out loud more than twice, I usually just close the rule book, slide it across the table... (laughs) <laughs> and just give it to her so that submit she, yeah, yes. so that she can so we both can learn the in the way that works best. Yes, so that's actually funny because now you have become the rules reference booklet and I always am the learn to play. That's true. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy that. It's just little little bits of rules at a time. Yeah. So that makes more sense. I like all the rules that's at once. True. That's true. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, Angela, I think it's time to wrap up this first episode. Oh, it's a bummer. I really liked talking board games, so I'm sad it's over. Yeah, it flew by. It's fun. So we would like to end with a question. Yeah, we want to know, what is your favorite co-op board game? We shared ours. We did. And so we would love to hear yours. And if you're feeling a little spicy, you can say your least favorite. Yeah, that that would actually be interesting, too. How are people supposed to reach us? Yeah, I think the easiest way to reach us is our website. You can go to marriedandboard.com. You can scroll through our episodes there. We hope to have a lot more content in the coming weeks, blog posts, Things we played that didn't make it on the podcast. Yeah, we just want to continue the conversation there. We play more games than the ones we talk about on the show. So head there. There's a contact section on the site. Send us the answer to this question. If you need to email us directly, you can email us at married.board at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram at married and board. Okay, until the next episode, we'll stay married and you stay bored. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Married and Bored podcast. And guess what? We have a website. So you can read about this episode and so much more. Head to marriedandboard.com. You can also email us at married.board at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at marriedandboard. See you next time.